Hello and welcome to the Brick Cave Blitz, the show where, um, you know, DAZN finally decide to maybe do some actual customer service and maybe um, may- maybe we can watch some NFL on DAZN at some point soon. Maybe, 100%. It's a possibility. Um, just in case you were wondering what that was all about. Um, I paid, tried to pay DAZN uh, before week one began. Failed miserably because their service is shit. Tried reaching out to several customer service agents and went from there. And it's only finally now, the 7th of October, the day that we are recording this, potentially fixed. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I am your host as usual, the unusual Greg, unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram. Joining me as always is uh, a man who um, watches NFL uh, in Toy Story form as is his preferred mode of watching it. Um, decides that he can't keep his interest long enough unless that's the way he's watching it. Uh, so I'm Smith, which is at DRS underscore nineteen ninety four on Instagram and Instagram only. Um, yeah, you'd think I'd be better at predicting certain games when you know, like I literally play with toys on the floor and somehow it ends up being like mirrored perfect to the games mm. that happened that week. You'd think I'd be better at predicting things and I could actually put some winning bets on, but no, no. no. I mean, to be fair, you do low like seven hundred to one odds, so you yeah, know, maybe ma- ma- maybe calm the odds down a bit, and you start winning a bit more. Yeah. Also, any time time a team's winning that I don't like, I always just play the full set of Exodia. Uh, so and that never really worked. There's no yeah, bets for that. So. No, no, <laughs> no. I mean, I mean, at that point, I'm surprised we have any franchises left in in you know in the NFL. Because they all get obliterated. Yeah, true. And don't forget to follow the podcast at Brick Cave Blitz on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, just <laughs> in case it does come out, I'm just going to put a quick disclaimer here. Uh, my The back of my throat currently feels like shit. Um, so if I stop to cough or, you know, there's massive pauses in, in me or there's hypergluggings and stuff like that, I'm sorry. I'm soldiering through. I'm doing the best I can. Um... So, yeah. On another note, uh, me and Greg have just got back uh, from a romantic weekend mm. away. <laughs> yep, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, I have a throat baby now. Mm. I wish I could reach that far back. Um, so let's go. Let's okay, go. I've got the tip of my tongue pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so, we are into week four. Uh, this is the review episode of week four. We are talking about week four. Um, and this game started unlike every other week in the NFL, um, and started on Sunday. There was no Thursday night game. It started literally as the London game. Uh, the Falcons take on the Jags in London. Yeah, sure, that's um, how your delusional mind wants to play it. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure there was a Thursday game on, mm. and I'm pretty sure it was in the North. Mm. Because the North remembers... The Bengals took on the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So um, the Lions took on the Packers. Oh. What was it? 40 20? 34 20. Yeah, same difference. Might as well have been. Yeah, um, it turns out the Packers fucking sucked in the first half, and that really sealed the deal for them. Um, Seems to be uh, quite a. A trend. Hey, you take that back. No. Okay. Because it seems to be a trend that they keep sucking in the first half and then actually getting points in the second. Luckily, they've been against a team the week before 
that didn't put up as met too many points, so they got the win. I want to argue, but like it's it's too true. Um, yeah, the the Packers didn't 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 do too well. Um, and as I say, there's there's problems on the O line. There's problems with the run game. There's problems on defense. A lot of players out injured, but to go down twenty seven to three going into the third quarter it's not really a promising outlook and the worst part about it is i actually tried to wake up for this game i woke up at my alarm at one put the game on fell asleep woke up at half time and i was like i genuinely might just go back to sleep <laughs> i couldn't get myself back to sleep because i was just so confused I'm surprised you didn't think you were just in an in a nightmare <laughs> I, you know, it did cross my mind, but I had uh, I'd woke, woken up and bit my cheek, so the pain was there. So I knew it wasn't a nightmare. What? How do you bite your cheek? Uh, you know, that's a question for a Craig, a Greg that has recently. What are you a xenomorph? <laughs> you, you never not not the outside of my cheek, dumbass. The inside. <laughs> yeah. So this was nightmare fuel for you. Literally yeah. starting off week four. Um, weirdly though, you know, passing leader Jordan Love, receiving leader Romeo Dubs, you did okay in the passing game. Uh, it was just their, their run game, especially David Montgomery, seemed to fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Montgomery, I I wouldn't have expected the run game to be so good, getting rid of Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift. Um, but their run game has just got something that we haven't. You know, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. 10 carries between them for a combined total of 39 yards. Not good enough. I will say, um, the draft pick doesn't seem to be doing that much at the, the Lions, Jamar Gibbs. Um, no. I don't know if it's like because it's that running back position, they're sort of saving him for next year, and then next year he'll be, you know, number one, and then they'll draft in. Or, pick somebody else in to go number two and just sort of keep doing that type of thing. I mean, you you can argue that. You can make that argument for definite. But his production, eight carries for 40 yards, so an average of five yards per carry, is still more than, you know, some established running, running backs like Ramondre Stevenson, um, Najee Harris over at Steelers has managed. Yeah, I mean, fucking hell, we, when were we talking about... Derek Henry only producing one point two yards per mm. carry or something like that. That's it. So, yeah, That's it. I, I so, you. you know what? And here's the thing: I say, why would you burn out your your first round pick uh, when you have somebody like David Montgomery who can get the kind of you know thirty two carries? I mean, thirty two carries is an insane amount of carries, um, but he still managed to average nearly four yards per carry. So and he got three TDs. Exactly, hundred percent. Well. So when you've got a guy like that on the team, why would you burn out Jamal Gibbs? So do you know? Do you know what I always do? Like looking at like stat wise, is every single game Detroit always have one wide receiver who's like took up a rush, mm. and the rush is always like really decent yardage because it's yeah. like they're clearly doing that um, jet sweep like motion yeah. type thing, but uh, usually it's like. I'd, I'd say between like 13 to 19 yards because when Armand Ra does it a lot. Yeah. Um, but fucking hell, Khalif Raymond <laughs> did one for 40 yards. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, that 
that Lions team is just well organised. It's just yeah. well run. I think they're, they're becoming like a... I don't even want to say lesser tier. I want to say sort of like younger, not been through the ropes type of thing. Um, yet yeah, like version of the uh, Chiefs on offence where they just spread the ball out as much as possible so it's hard for anybody to defend mm. because you can't just target one or two individuals. They just spread it out to everybody. Like the week before, uh, Josh Reynolds, who... This week was their highest uh, passing yard receiver or receiving yard receiver, I should say, not passing. Mm. Um, didn't get anything last week. I get that was because there was a joint groin injury and mm. Khalif Raymond sort of took that spot. Yeah, but clearly they have these players that are just in like they have Amon rather the like standout wide receiver mm-hmm. they've got Laporta now who's a great tight end yep. and then they've just got these other receivers who can just be completely interchangeable and sort of like same level skill wise and ability wise and yeah it's, it's, it's good good uh, good football really yeah uh, is there anything you want to say about your side uh, no I think I pretty much covered it by saying you know loads of injuries um, you know so at the end of the day we haven't got uh, yeah, Aaron Jones came back into this game, you know, potentially a, a game too early. We haven't got our all-star left tackle. We haven't got. Uh, we hadn't got uh, Elton Jenkins. Josh Myers is struggling. Um, other bits and pieces are struggling. Um, you know, Christian uh, Christian Watson came back into this game um, and was was great, but I say just couldn't. That that first half just led left too much uh, to be desired from this one. Um, I don't know. Uh, there, there's a again. I can't be too angry about the loss because at the end of the day, we all knew as Packers fans what we were getting into with this year. It was going to be a real build year. We're two and two. Um, we've overcome some big deficits in the past. We're seeing what this team is going to be like. So, yeah, if if you think you've gone from your franchise quarterback to a young guy who sat be- behind him, who don't get me wrong, we've discussed is like calm and collected in the yeah. pocket and everything, you know, de- yeah. decent. Um, you've gone from that to that, but you're still looking like you, you're at the moment. You're a five hundred team. Mm. Whereas you would expect a losing season, the team last year in your division who went thirteen and four is are they one and three? Uh, we haven't got to that point yet, but yeah. Well, oh, okay. Spoiler. But you, yeah, I, like what I'm saying is they should have started off a lot better yeah. their season considering how they were last yeah. year. You guys should have started off a lot worse. This shows that there there is signs of a good team being uh, built from not even the ground up because yeah. you've not got rid of shitloads. You just a few players have just turned into rookies. Yeah, ro- uh, rookies. All right, Sean Connery, how's it going? Yes, yes, yes. Has turned into rookies. Um, the only thing that obviously, like you said, you left tackle and you've got some issues on the old line with the yeah. injuries and stuff I didn't actually realise how many times Jordan Love was sacked uh, five yeah. times which I, th- I think since he's started this season is the most in a single yeah. game Yeah, 
but um, that's still nowhere near the absolute travesties we've seen people being sacked in a oh, single yeah. game Absolutely. so far, and we're not even halfway through this season yet. Yeah, 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 and we've got a game that comes up that just dwarfs this, so yeah. yeah. All right, moving on uh, to the uh, super early London game uh, as the Falcons take on the Jaguars at Wembley Stadium. Um, this was a really good game from my point of view, um, you know, up in the stands. Um, I really enjoyed being at the game. I really love the vibe that Wembley is and, and can give. Um, and, yeah, it, the Jacksonville Jags did not disappoint, um, capitalising on some really good plays. Um, Trevor Lawrence looked good. Calvin Ridley looked good. Um, the Falcons and Desmond Ridder... Um, not not so good. Um, Smith, what's your take on Ridder at the moment? He's t- if he was like a bit faster in every way, escaping the pocket and getting the ball out of his hands, mm-hmm. maybe we'd stand a chance. But he holds on to that ball way too long. Yeah. Even, e- even when it's not like, uh, oh, he's held on it too long so he gets sacked. It's a, he's held on it onto it too long so people are able to read defenders are able to read the play a lot easier and cover wide receivers by the time the ball gets to them yeah 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 Um, and you can definitely tell that sort of thing happened as uh ridder threw two interceptions uh on back-to-back plays um the first one going for a pick six and the second one not going so much but yeah it's uh it was pretty devastating uh to watch um it was even worse watching it in toy story mode yeah i can imagine i yeah i don't understand toy story mode but i kind of love that it's an option um basically it was just the live game but all the guys didn't have like faces they look like action figures yeah but honestly the like mirroring i don't know how the hell they did it was so spot on it was ridiculous yeah I, I don't know but it yeah it was good and like obviously people were kids would have really enjoyed it because every time you know uh when the the ball is down and reset into the next play and everything there's there's big gaps everywhere isn't there mm. so buddy and was and uh, fuck it, buddy and was <laughs> woody and bus you're falling apart man uh, Woody and Buzz and all the other characters would come onto the screen and like the alien with you know the claw mm. that would be what spot the ball all the time and um, you know Slink the dog he he was the 10 yard chains <laughs> which I, yeah I, I laughed at that I thought that was really creative that's funny but that's um, funny. yeah there's yeah, there things like them coming up in, in, in those breaks to sort of just do fun things or there was like a there was a child reporter saying oh Buzz and uh, Woody are loving it they're dancing in the end zone and it cut to them just on the field dancing and stuff like that so mm. it was good good for the kids really mm. yeah. Um but yeah not not a great game no. in regards to the Falcons <sighs> Bijan still put up 100 yards yeah. rushing um, I just didn't know where Exactly. Apart, apart from you know the passing game, I didn't know exactly where we were going wrong with this. I yeah. feel like our defense should have been stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but then again, it is kind of <coughs> designed to be a, a bit more of a stop-the-run defence. And we 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 held the actual running back to 55 yards. It was just more Trevor Lawrence escaping the pocket that ended up putting uh, the numbers overall to you know 100 rushing yards for the team. Um, I guess at the end of the day, they, they were just using faster uh, passing plays than us, which again I, I think I, we we need as a team, and it was just too good for us. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, so that's the fairest way of putting it. I think. Um, anything else you want to say, or should we move on to the first of the early window? Uh, no, uh, Calvin Ridley got a revenge touchdown against us, and uh, Drake London scored a touchdown in London. So yeah, there you go. There you go. That's it. All right, and then uh, we're going to move on to the first of the early window games, um, as the Miami Dolphins go to Buffalo, um, and after that massive seventy to twenty win uh, over the Broncos, the Miami. Decided to only put up 20 as the Buffalo Bills then put up 48 points. Um, weirdly enough, I'd say this looked like a massive, massive like uh, offensive battle again. Defense is kind of being played to the wayside more often than not. Um, and the Dolphins just couldn't keep up. Yeah, I mean... It's, it was so weird that Tyreek Hill and Waddle were pretty much barely used. Yeah. I'm guessing they were just covered by the defence in every possible situation. Um, I know in that 70-point uh, win, they used the running backs a lot. Mm. Devon, a chain, a cane, a cane, however we say it, uh, still got 100, uh, just over 100 rushing yards. Yeah. Um, Obviously, almost the same amount of carries as Raheem Mostert, who's technically their RB1, and he only got nine yards. Yeah. Um, so really, that that run game is the only thing that was keeping them in it offensively somehow. Um, when you would expect with a t- you know a team that has Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle uh, to be the passing game, the strong yeah. point. I also have no idea how Stefan Diggs was able to get the ball so much and get three touchdowns. Surely, if you're going against the Bills, Stefan Diggs is your main target to cover. I agree with you. I agree with you. But, um, yeah, I don't remember anything specific that I could say that stood out on this game. No. Um, I guess the only... Well, I mean, it's not even about this game, so is, is there anything else you... What I say about this game before I just bring some up? You go for it. Okay. Um, so, currently, uh, the Bears have traded away Chase Claypool. Okay. To the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I think it's Claypool and a seventh round pick in 25 for a sixth round pick in 2025. So he's not going for much at all. But I really, really yeah. do not understand the logic be- behind even wanting Claypool at the Dolphins. 
Um, I guess the only thing I can be thinking of is that they will want somebody in that depth. So, you know, if uh, Tyreek and Waddle are being really heavily covered, you just put Claypool in to see if he can get some, like, underneath routes or something like that. Um, but, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but do, do, do you think because he's going to a team like this, his mentality will change and he won't look like a zombie on the pitch? It it might literally be as, as something like that. You know, the, the, the Dolphins have gone, look, he either works out for us or we cut him and really we've lost nothing because all we've done yeah. is trade a sixth-round pick for a seventh-round pick. And you know what seventh-round picks get you? The ultimate running backs. <laughs> I was going to say Brock Purdy, but yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's also true. Yeah. But again, um, it's it's not even like it's a 2024 pick. Because it's 2025, it has time to, you know, really kind of solidify itself as being a trade capital for next year's draft sort mm. of thing. So they can take that seventh round pick, trade it away, and try and move up, you know, depending on where they are in the second or third round, they might use it to sweeten a deal with another team and go up in the draft. Mm, that's true. That's true. Um, <clears throat> is there anything you want to say about the actual Bills game? Uh, as in, like, the, the Bills side themselves? Because I feel like we only mentioned the Dolphins. Yeah, it's, it's tough to talk about a team that is a great team but is inconsistent. So everything we might say this week about this team... You know, because at the end of the day, we've spoken about the Bills beforehand and said, you know, they really need to step their game up. They're not going to be a Super Bowl team. You know, this is. And then we say, this is the team when we say the Bills are great. This is the team that turns up. And then the next week, they, you know, shit the bed again, sort of thing. So it's hard to really know what to say about the Bills that's not going to be wrong by the time week five rolls around. Um, and the trouble is, I say, with them being in London there's outside factors that might affect the Bills and go from there. So the the Bills are a good team. Games like this really kind of highlight it. Um, you know, uh, where where some players have like MVP caliber seasons. Um, but then again, as I say, we've said that so many times about the Bills and they've shat the bed literally the next week. So I'm going to I'm going to wait until a couple of weeks time for putting a, a bit of a judgment on the bills but when you know, say this this bills team can play games like this and look good yeah yeah definitely um i mean fucking hell josh allen he only had four incompletions this game yeah and still went for 320 yards passing and four touchdowns yeah yeah so i'd say there is there, there's there's good team there's a good team in there somewhere and it just doesn't yeah. come out enough. I think the the, the main like uh, thing you get from this game is the fact that like we thought the Dolphins were absolutely going to dominate and win this division easily. Yeah. The Bills have just sort of stood up and gone no sit the fuck back down we're mm -hmm. still here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they've got the Jags next, and then fucking so they they could shit the bed because they're in London, and then the That's week it. after that they've got the. 
the so when we're so when we're saying oh they've shit the bed against the Jags the week after they've got the Giants where they'll probably put like eighty points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it will yeah. be a <laughs> up and down thing. Definitely, definitely. All right. Yeah, move on. Let's move on. We're going to talk about the Minnesota Vikings as they go to Carolina. Uh, both game, both teams went into this game uh, unwin. Un. I was going to try and find the the unvictorious. There we go. They were unvictorious. Um, and Kirk Cousins really proved it in the literal first drive that they went. They got all the way down, and then an interception. Uh, to for 99 yards and a touchdown, um, and that really kind of summed up the first quarter for the Vikings. And then they just realised that they're playing the Panthers and went from there. Um, the final score was 21 for the Vikings, 13 for the Panthers. Vikings get their first win, um, and Carolina. I, again, I really hate these kind of questions because even when I'm asking them, it's like, you know, you're saying four weeks in, do I write this guy off or not? But should Bryce Young have either been the first pick overall, or should we have, uh, or should he be in the NFL? I know that second question's mega fucking harsh because he's not a bad quarterback, you know. But it's just, he seems to have something that nobody really knows what to do with. Yeah, it's called the Panthers franchise. Yeah. I don't think it's his fault, that's where he went. Yeah, um, yeah certain things clearly aren't like fitting in place like yeah. they thought they were going to straight away it's just going to take time that's all yeah. it's going to do um, I think he, he's going to have a good year too at the very least Okay. he might have a iffy year this year but a good year too um, I think they definitely need to improve the run game as well to help him out Yep. because yeah okay overall 83 yards but it's not that great if <clears throat> most of the games we spoke about so far have been at least 100 or over yeah. Um, on the other side of the field, Vikings actually had a run game this this game. Um, I can't tell if that was down to their offensive play calling or the defense just not being up to scratch against the run. Yeah. It's it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. I think either statement could apply. Um, in regards to your questions, mm-hmm. yes, I think he should be in the NFL, and I think it was just one of them. It was it just came down to the wire who they prefer to fit their scheme. Yeah. Yes. Now we're seeing things play out where CJ Stroud looks a lot better than Brees Young, but you were never going to know that until they were both in the NFL anyway. No, that's fair. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know how. Obviously, we will we'll never know how it would have panned out the other way around. But uh, yeah, and good news for Houston. Unfortunately, uh, it's not bad news for Panthers. It was just the fact that the entire team needs to sort of 
mm. shuffle around, really. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah. they got they've got some decent receivers. They and they've got a decent QB. Maybe they just need to improve their O line a bit. And yeah, they definitely need a better run game. There you go. Mm. Uh, is there anything special that you saw from the Vikings that you know made them deserve this win at all? No. No, no. Let's <laughs> no. leave it there. Right. I mean, I say they had a decent run game, but Kirk had a lot of errant passes. I think there was um, a lot to be desired uh, from their overall style of play, and I think if this, if they took this, this game, say for instance, if this game was played against Houston, I think Houston would have come out with the win. Mm. Um, just because I say there seems to be something more going on at Houston than at, uh, than at the Panthers. Um, I mean, so yeah, looking at it, it's it's really weird the fact that Kirk only has nineteen attempts, where Young has thirty two attempts. Yeah. Um, and after you just said Cousins threw that interception, that was a ninety nine yard pick six, which means the ball would have got kicked back to. Minnesota, yeah. meaning they would have had more possession time. So clearly, at some point, they were like, fuck the passing game, we can't get anything off, off really. We're just going to have to concentrate on the run. But, yeah. Yeah, all, all, they're like offensive numbers, to me, does not make sense no. to how I feel they had, you know, possession time. Yeah, I mean, but that's the Vikings, they don't make sense. True. All right. We're going to move on as the Denver Broncos take on the Chicago Bears at home. Um, I believe going into this game as well, both of these teams were winless. Um, and it seemed that Chicago really were going to take their first win of the season, uh, going up 21 points to 7 uh, at the end of the second quarter. Um, Denver then started to get back into it. Um and then after the Chicago failed to convert a fourth and one, which was easily in field goal territory, would have, which would have put the pressure on the Broncos, the Broncos then went up, scored the to- uh, scored the field down, field down, field goal. <laughs> um, <Hold on. laughs> and then a f- fucking stupid dumb interception by Justin Fields sealed the game for the Denver Broncos, thirty-one to twenty-eight. Yeah, it was um, chaos in shit form, really. Yeah, yeah. This, as I say, this was a. These were two terrible teams, uh, or playing terrible at the moment. Teams going into the game, and honestly, there was some good on the field play. And if these, if the teams that played today, or sorry, in this game actually managed to play other games they wouldn't be in these bad of states but they just can't be consistent but i have really got to question uh eberflus's Ebba Th- play calling um you're fourth and one in easy field goal territory why would you try and why would you try and go for it you you don't gain anything because they're still going to try and get the ball back all you're doing is putting the game at risk. And as I say, you fuck around and you find out. And he fucked around and he found out that this is not yeah. this is not the play calling. He found out he could turn that 0-3 into an 0-4. Mm. 
that's it. That's it. Hundred percent. I just don't get it. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's weird because obviously, yeah, they lost this uh, right at the end, which was a shitter. But um, I like you can't argue with the numbers that some of the Bears players had a, had good games. Oh, absolutely I mean, agree Justin with you. Fields threw for. 335 yards, mm-hmm. still had a 25-yard uh, rushing. Yep. And DJ Moore was over 130 receiving. Khalil Herbert was over 100 rushing on his own. Yep. But Cole Komet was great for uh, targets for him. Two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. I completely agree that this was a good showing for the Bears. And that's why I said, if this Bears team who played in this game, had it turned up in the other games, we wouldn't be talking about the 0-4 Bears. We'd be talking about the 2-2 two and two Bears or something along that lines. Because, let's say, there's there's just some... There, there, there were some easily winnable games that if this team had turned up, they could have won. But, yeah. Um, I will say, though, I think... It's really possible that this chat, this, you know, Denver getting the win. I'm kind of glad that they got the win because I feel like this will be one of their handful of chances to get a win this season. Yeah. yeah. I'm, think, I'm honestly thinking, like, <clears throat> maximum they can go 5 and 12. Yeah. Just with the way that they're playing. And even not, like, offensively, like, because some of the offensive plays have been okay. Mm. But the defense is just letting them down, which is strange. Yeah, I agree. Because of how good the defense was last year. They're just letting too many points through. Um, But, yeah. If they hadn't won this, I would have said maximum they're getting four wins this season. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um... I say I don't know where those wins are going to come from, but yeah, we we can we can kind of speculate and go from there. Um, it, it's hard to know really what these uh, what what the future holds for these franchises, um, especially when we consider like uh, the Panthers have thrown away their draft picks for next year. Um, to to the Bears, so the Bears have got a couple of extra draft picks. Um, are the Bears going to spend it on a new quarterback? What's going to happen there? Or do they do the same similar sort of strategy to what they did in the twenty three draft <clears throat> and try and just trade down to those who are definitely going to need it, and then try and build around Justin Fields? We just don't know. Um, but yeah, the Broncos, I have no idea where they go from there. And you know, I say they could be looking at some high draft picks as well. Um, okay, we are talking about this Baltimore Ravens team as they go to the Cleveland Browns. Um, Baltimore taking it 28-3 uh, for this game. Deshaun Watson was out, uh, being replaced by Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Uh, so whilst the Cleveland Browns got morally better as a football team, they got actually worse as a football team. Um, with Dorian only throwing it around about 36 times, completing oof, not good amount of times uh, for 121 yards and three interceptions. Uh, their run game also didn't help them out with Pierre Strong taking the 
lion's share of the yards and Jerome Ford taking uh, the most amount of carries but going uh, for nowhere. Um, just to say, obviously, I don't think I actually preface this, uh, Smith's had to go be a dad, um, so therefore I'm just going to solo host it for a little while. Um, yeah, this wasn't great for the Browns. Um, Kareem Hunt, obviously, this I think was his first game back since the Chubb incident, um, and he wasn't wasn't really enough um, for this, and I just really couldn't see it going. Um, Lamar Jackson proved that you know he's 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 a good dude at, at this football malarkey. Uh, Fifteen of nineteen for one hundred eighty six yards, two touchdowns. Uh, ran it in two times as well for 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 points. Uh, running nine times overall for 27 yards, so an average of three. Um, getting the, the lion's share of the, the catches was Mark Andrews. Once again, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson's best friend. But say Flowers, um, I'll tell you what, he's going to develop really well. Four targets, three receptions, and 56 yards. Um, no, No touchdowns for him, but... Still a, a very good showing for the rookie. Um, he's going to be going far if they can develop uh, the, the, the the passing game to anybody but Andrews a little bit more. Um, I think I think the Baltimore Ravens are dangerous. Um, and I think the Browns really have to... Uh, uh, I, don't, I, say, I don't even know what they have to do. But they have to start doing something better. Um, in their overall game, because otherwise they're just going to fall apart. Um, and we're going to be looking at, you know, a lot of wasted money considering Deshaun Watson's contract only gets more and more expensive as the uh, the time goes on. Obviously, I know he didn't play in this game, and um, Dorian is not going to be the quarterback for the season. But if this team is bad without... I say, Nick Chubb can be probably is more of the difference maker on this team than uh, Deshaun Watson is. But I just th simply think that some, something needs to change uh, for this team. Because otherwise they're going to be stuck with a very, very, very expensive quarterback and nobody around them to actually be able to do anything with. Um, so they need to really uh, kind of reevaluate what they're doing. Um, moving over to another team that potentially needs to reevaluate what they're doing the Steelers, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, go to Houston to take on the Texans. Um, going into this, um, obviously CJ Stroud is the uh, what should have been potentially the number one overall pick, uh, but fell to number two to go to the Texans. And really looking quite good at the Texans. Um, he had what I considered a breakout game in terms of actual completions. Um, <clears throat> not when the completions actually got to where they needed to go. Uh, 30 attempts, 16 completions, 306 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Devin Singletary threw the ball once, got six yards for a touchdown, so that was great play calling from there. Um, and this Texans team just looking like they're actually putting something together. You can't help but uh, feel that, you know, out of the... Out of the two rookie quarterbacks, CJ Stroud's not been given the best opportunity because of what the Colts have with Anthony Richardson and potentially where they're going to go. But I think there's two different setups here. Uh, CJ actually ran it four times himself for 16 yards. Um, and we can 
we can start to see the uh, the good connections with him, with the likes of Nico Collins, Dalton Schultz really showed up in this game. Um, three catching three of his three targets for forty two yards and touchdown. The other side of the ball is not looking so good. Uh, I know I slated Najee Harris in the past, but his actual uh, production and average this this game was quite good. Fourteen carries for seventy one yards. Uh, so an average of just over five. Um, but the trouble is they're just not sorting out the problems where they need to be sorted out. Um, Kenny Pickett threw uh, one interception, got sacked three times. Um, one of the sacks took him out of the game, bringing Mitch Trubisky in. And Trubisky couldn't really do enough to do anything here. Uh, going three of five uh, for 18 yards. Um yeah, I'm really not sure what to make of the Steelers team. They're now 2-2. Two and two, So, you know, still not losing. Um, sorry, just had to take a swig. Um, <clears throat> not really losing. Um, but, as I say, when they are losing games, they are really not looking good and really not being put together. Um... I don't really know where to start with the defense. Uh, TJ Watt was completely neutralized this game, um, really not being, do really not doing enough. Minka Fitzpatrick on the other side of the ball, uh, sorry, not on the other side of the ball. On the other hand, um, looking quite effective. Uh, six tackles, four assists. Um, there are some good, good showings on this. Um, really not sure where to go. Uh, no touchdowns were scored for the Steelers team. Their points only being put up by Boswell, their long-term kicker. I don't think he'll be going anywhere anytime soon. Um, so, you know, the AFC North really looking like it's being put together re only by the, the, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, so we'll just have to see how that develops over the rest of the season. Can the Pittsburgh Steelers come back? Uh, can the Bengals uh, re-find any kind of momentum? Uh, they've not been good through three weeks so far. We'll find out later how they get on. Um, but yeah, we're not really sure where these teams are going to be. Um, it's hard to think, you know, with that AFC South, who's going to come out of that division? Um... You know, the Colts, I mean, uh, yeah, the Colts could be up there. The Texans could be up there. The Jags are the team that I thought would go through, considering Colts and Texans in that re rebuild sort of thing. Uh, Titans, really not sure who they're going to be this year. Yeah, Col Colts, Texans, uh, Jags for me as well. Yeah. Like... Um, Colts, especially with Jonathan Taylor, mm. has uh, sorted out his contract, so he'll be back yeah. for week five. Um, so him in the backfield with, I'm not going to lie, Anthony Richardson is an extremely impressive talent yeah. at QB. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they've got all the, the uh, skill in the world to take this division, which <clears throat> obviously in the past few years has been quite poor. Yeah. 
Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Absolutely agree with you. Um, but as I say, I think uh, as I say, I think a lot of people kind of expected the Jags to take it with the the Colts, the Texans not really, you know, looking into that rebuild and the Titans. You're not really sure what you're going to expect from the Titans. So I think a lot of people had the Jags to take it. Um, it's just not going that way at the moment. Okay, uh, we're going to move on uh, and follow the LA Rams as they go to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Uh, and this was a pretty damn close game uh, if you ignore the first half. Um, the LA Rams yeah. really shot out to an amazing lead um, and then kind of shat the bed in the second half uh, where Indianapolis, as I say, going into the fourth quarter, um, needed 15 points to level it up. And got those 15 points, uh, taking us to overtime where uh, rookie extraordinaire Puka Nakua scored the winning touchdown to send it um, send it home. Uh, Rams 29, Colts 23. Uh, what did you make of this game then, now that you're back? I mean, yeah, like, like you said, first half was just very... It, it was, you know, a Rams fun fest mm-hmm. type game. Um, <clears throat> second half I well and truly expected the Colts to take the win I'm not going to lie yeah I thought they were going to get like a, a last second you know field goal or something like that yeah um, considering yeah they they started off that shit in the first half and then yeah they don't have their in quotation star running back mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor, <clears throat> I thought they were extremely impressive uh, coming back into this game. Uh, obviously, the the defense, I think they're very much they're very good at stopping the run, or at least slowing down the run and doing the exact same to uh, scrambling QBs. Yeah. But Matt Stafford isn't really a scram- scrambly QB. No, if he's you know under pressure, he just gets rid of it. Yeah, yeah, um, and they're. Obviously, they haven't even got their triple crown winner no. in there, but their passing game is insane. With yeah, Puka Nakua ended up winning the game for him, and mm-hmm. uh, even Tutu Atwell has been an amazing uh, mm-hmm. wide receiver too. Yep. And then Tyler Higby has seemed to step up in the tight end role. Yeah, yeah. And then you got the likes of Van Jefferson still there, Kyron Williams, uh, their running back can still take part in the receiving game. Um, there's a there's a lot to be excited about for this LA Rams team. Um, but yeah, which I did about, not expect for this year at all. No, absolutely, I agree with you. I agree with with the injury ridden last year. You kind of expecting they're going to come back on crutches. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, but yeah, talking about field goals, um, you know, obviously both teams had chances in the in the end of the game to kind of go down and and score the winning field goal. There was three missed field goals in this game. Uh, two by um, LA, one by the Colts. Um, what what game happened last year? Where it was something weird like that, and it just it was it was missed uh, field goal after missed field Packers goal. at Bengals was, was one that, of them. Yeah. Um, was that last year? Or was that year before? It might have been a year before. Um, but yeah, Packers at Bengals. Um, that was a mental game because like they just couldn't get anything, any kicks going. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Anthony Richardson obviously still. It's it's just so athletic, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when the like, Colts aren't throwing him to danger, you can see that there was some very clever, very decisive runs in this game. 
Um, that, you know, he's kind of learned his lesson from weeks one and two where he would just throw himself into it. Because uh, I think it was his touchdown run. He kind of like almost stutter stepped as if he didn't know whether he was actually going to commit to the run. And then all of a sudden the gap opened up and he just dove through it and it was success. So, yeah, no, com- you know, it's good that he's already making Almost those... did an ankle breaker on himself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but always, it's good that he's always like, he's now aware that, you know, there are dangers to just diving in and going from yeah. there. And I think this is an exciting thing for the Colts franchise as well, isn't it? That they're finally going to get a, or hopefully finally going to get a franchise quarterback that they yeah. can depend on, like the old Peyton Manning era type thing. Yeah. Because they've just been going through them for the past. Yeah. Uh, well, probably since he left. Um, um, there was a couple of guys that, you thought maybe we're going to stay... Like, Andrew Luck, I thought he was going to stick around yeah. for longer than he was. But obviously, the Colts just destroyed him. Um, you know, he that's, got that's what too I mean. many injuries. He, he should have been there for yeah. longer, but yeah. it didn't happen. Um, yeah. You think Andy Richardson would be there, but, you know, if concussions and shit like that keeps happening, maybe that he won't last long either. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this, this is an exciting... Like, Jonathan Taylor back... I think, you know, they've got all the right in the world to fight and win their division. Mm-hmm. And next year, <laughs> draft, draft some wide receiver talent. Yeah. And then you've got an amazing team. Mm-hmm. You've got a good team. Um, yeah. Anthony Richardson was that one in the draft that I thought, if we don't, if we don't take Bijan, take Anthony Richardson. Okay. Because... He excites me. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. All right, move on. Sure. All right, we are moving on as uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers go to New Orleans uh, to face the Saints. Um, Derek Carr went out injured in this game. Um, Potentially led to this result. But I think it, the the I think the game was too far gone at that point. Um, Buccaneers won this twenty six to nine. Uh, the reign of Baker Mayfield continues um, as the Bucks go three and one. Um, I mean, Alvin Kamara came. Was this his first game back? Week four, yes, it was. Yeah, so I mean, he looked pretty disappointing. Uh, 11 carries for only 51 yards, um, considering he was meant to really excite their running back running game again. Uh, in the receiving game, you know he's he's always been that dual threat. He got f- targeted 14 times, so received yeah, he, he 13 was the of them. Target. He was yeah. There was a lot of fucking screen yeah. or short routes. Really. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't think the Kip Derek Carr thing is, you know, a, a thing. Like I, I don't think if he would have stayed in. Mm. It would have made a difference at all because he did go out quite late. Only, there was only two other passing snaps. Yeah, yeah. Taysom Hill and James Winston. That's it. So yeah, yeah. Um, I, really I, I agree with you. I think the game was too far gone. But I say I'm not. Uh, I guess I guess what I should have said is Alvin Kamara came back into this game uh, and really didn't excite them enough to do anything with it. Um, but yeah, out of those 13 receptions he got, he only actually got 33 yards 
So, you know, those screen games, he was obviously probably, like, going six yards before actually making any sort of gains. Um, mm-hmm. So half the work he was doing, he was almost undone by. Um, but, yeah, I think Derek Carr was out. Um, he's probably, say, he's, he's doubtful going forward. Um, but, yeah, Jameis Winston uh, came back to face the Buccaneers and done... Uh, he must have thought he'd gone back in time by about five or six years because his only pass uh, for for the day was completed to a Buccaneers player. Yep. Not good. Which is weird because when he was at the box, he didn't like throw into the box. Well, he did except for that one season where he could throw to nobody but the opposition. Um... <laughs> And that's really what sealed his, his, you know, grave for it. Um, I genuinely thought that Winston was going to turn it around. I know I've said it previously on the, on this show that I thought like when he took over at the the, at the the quarterback for the Saints after Drew Brees went, um, <clears throat> I thought he was going to be able to do something, but he's just never materialised. So I'm really not sure that he's even going to be a backup quarterback for uh, any team in the near future um, no, the, way, the way I'm looking looking at it it looks like Taysom Hill's uh, QB2 before him oh god yeah Taysom Hill who keeps playing every position but uh, quarterback at the moment um, apart from you know two snaps so so to speak um, mm-hmm. I'm really not sure what to make of this this Saints team um, I think Derek Carr is now uh, out for a couple of weeks. I can't remember which. Um, I know he's gone out with a concussion, so he might be out for one week. Uh, we're not sure. Um, but yeah, this this Bucks team, let's talk about them for a bit. Um, Baker Mayfield comes in, 25 of 32, 246 yards, three touchdowns, interception. Um, him and Godwin... And yeah, it's not usually Godwin either. It's, no, it's exactly. Been Evans the past few weeks. This is what I was going to say. Like Evans really quite quiet in this game. Only three receptions, but he turned those three receptions into 40 yards. So yeah. you can't even say it was like a bad showing by Mike Evans. No, I uh, guess I guess he was just covered a lot, yeah. which after, you know, seeing these first three weeks, you would. He oh, would God, yeah. be the number one target to cover. I yeah. mean, I think even without these weeks he's their you know best receiver so he would anyway yeah yeah absolutely absolutely i'm saying i don't know where to where to take this but yeah i think um i don't want to say that the, the the bucks are potentially finding some form with mayfield but i think mayfield is finally being supported the way that he probably should have done with the browns yeah definitely um. All right. Anything I was going to say oh, that might just be you know the difference in O lines, but yeah, the Browns are supposed to have a good O line, so yeah. I don't know what really happened there. Yeah, true. Um, but I say I just I feel like something something has changed mentally about Baker Mayfield. I don't know whether it's the case that you know he he went from the Browns to the Panthers, got cut by the Panthers, um, went to the Rams had one good game with the Rams and then just kind of gone into this season like, what, well, look, I'm going to just make this the best season of my life 
and then take it a season at a time. Maybe that's the that maybe that's the difference maker at this point. Um, but he's just something. Something's changed mentally with him. Mm. But yeah, I mean, he's had to be in four homes over the past. Yeah, almost could be two years, really, technically. So, yeah, yeah, that would would piss somebody off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, there was something that I saw recently, and it it's the uh, it's a picture of Baker Mayfield and a picture of Deshaun Watson of like when they join the Browns and you know they're looking fresh face and everything like that, and then it's what the Browns do to you yeah. next to them, and Baker Mayfield looks like one of those people who is about to have his uh, home repossessed because he started a. a private eye business and he just can't get it up off the ground so he's about to become homeless that's such a specific thing to say I fucking yeah. love it yeah Deshaun Watson looked like a sexual predator in both so uh, he, yeah 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 <laughs> it's really not hard to look like a sexual predator when you are one um, go right in hell, Joshua Watson. Um, okay, we're going to move on as the Washington Commanders go to Philadelphia to take on the undefeated Eagles. Um, oh my god! This was. Oh my god! This was a great game. The this... Commanders almost did it again. Yep. Yep. How? Why? Yeah. Why is this like almost the Eagles team's kryptonite? I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, of all teams to pick, why them? I know, I know. And I say, like, their quarterback play isn't even, like, as good as it should have been from, like, last year sort of thing. Like, they should have improved upon last year, but they seem to have got worse. But just in this game, Sam Howell just... I don't know where he finds it from. Um, but, yeah, Sam Howell, 29 of 41 for 290 yards and a touchdown... Brian Robinson scores a touchdown, and then Curtis Samuel has one carry for one yard, which equals a touchdown. And it's just it's just ludicrous. Um, but yeah, this uh, this game really, from the first half, looked like the the Commanders to lose. Then all of a sudden, Washington come back. Uh, sorry, not Washington. Philadelphia come back and take the lead. And then the fourth quarter madness with the Commanders putting up fourteen points and the uh, Eagles putting up ten. To send us to overtime at 31 uh, 31. Washington get the first ball, are unsuccessful with it, and then uh, a Jake Elliott field goal uh, sends the Eagles to 4 and 0. Oh. Um, yeah, I've no idea what to yeah, say so about this game. I know that on the Washington defensive line, uh, Chase Young and I forgot his first name, but I know his last name is Sweat. They Montez, Montez Sweat. Them two have the highest amount of QB pressures yeah. in the league this year. Um, so I'm putting it down to that they because I mean the numbers aren't really great in the run game for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. They were a lot better at shutting down the run and scrambling from Jalen Hurts. Because DeAndre Swift's numbers should be bigger. Hurts' numbers should be bigger. So, yeah, okay, the Eagles had to rely on only the passing game, which, don't get me wrong, they've got many good receivers out there to do. Mm -hmm. And fucking A.J. Brown put up amazing numbers. I guess it just... 
sometimes their fallback plan is, you know, to go to the run game to give receivers and uh, Hurts' arm a break. But yeah. Washington would not let up in that regard. Yeah. Um, and I guess, really, we should sh- give a shout-out to Jake Elliott, uh, the almost MVP of this game. Uh, four out of four field goals, two out of two extra points. In total, he was responsible for 14 of the Eagles' 24, uh, 34 even. Oh, Jesus, and the Washington kicking was only responsible to seven. So if, it yeah. took the, if it's touchdowns only, Washington have took this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. a full touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, that's weird to like look at and think about. Yeah. Oh fucking hell. Yeah, touchdown wise, they they won it. Yeah. Oh, that's in, that's insane. Yeah. What, how? Again, it was when the Eagles are undefeated as well. I mean, don't get me wrong, they stayed undefeated. But last year, what were, were they like six or seven wins when this happened? Ah, uh, something like that. Uh, yeah, I think they were seven and zero, weren't they? Yeah, something. Yeah, something, something truly like devastating like that. Um. Yeah, I think Brian, Brian Robinson is is a good running back. Like, it, it's just one of them. He didn't have a great, you know, performance number wise this game, but that Eagles D line is monstrous. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't expect any running back to have great numbers this uh, this game, unless your O line was truly, you know, literally at the five pieces of Exodia. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I, th- I think he's a good running back, man. Both B Robinson running backs that have been drafted this year, good running backs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like them. There you go. There you go. They get Smith's seal of approval. They do. Good old B. Robinson. There you go. There you go. There you go. Right. Uh, are you okay to move on? Yeah, it's fine. All right, nice one. We're going to move on as the Singletonetti Bengals go to the Tennessee Titans. Um, this game was awful. Um, truly was. Cincinnati, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Um but they only scored three points in the first quarter. Tennessee scored three points in the first quarter and then decided to come alive only in the second quarter. Uh, they scored three touchdowns in the second quarter. Um, and then realistically, uh, don't if you're going to watch the highlights of this, just watch the, first, the second quarter and then you'll pretty much know the game because the game ended 3-27 to 27, uh, with... Tennessee not scoring a touchdown after that, only getting a field goal in the third quarter. Nothing happened in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, and even <clears throat> even the second quarter ended on Derek Henry throwing a touchdown uh, to is it tight end? Is it Nick Westbrook? Nick Westbrook, uh, or is it Josh Weil? Josh Weil. Josh Weil. Um, yeah, Derek Henry had himself a game in the running game. Yeah, you know? he he was he was back for this one game. Who knows if he'll continue to stay back? Yeah, but he, he was back. Um, 
Do you think it is just Joe Burrow not being fully healthy, and but they're still putting him on the pitch anyway? I don't think so. I think there may be overlying issues, potentially like O-line issues, protection issues sort of thing. Because um, Joe Mixon, realistically, we would have thought he would have been having a bigger impact if Joe Burrow wasn't healthy. Um, but Mixon has only had 14 carries for 67 yards in this game. Um, so if it is a case of Joe Burrow is not healthy enough to be playing, I would expect Mixon, potentially Trayvon Williams, to have upwards of 20, 25 carries. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, but as I say, they have only got uh, 15 total rushing attempts um, between them. And Joe Burrow rushed three times for one yard total. So... Yeah, not not great either way. So I think there's a there's other issues lying here. Um but yeah, this this is something I wanted to touch on. What the fuck is going wrong with the Bengals? You know, they they had that great year. Last year was inconsistent due to injuries and then this year, what the fuck is this year? I don't know, man. I like this is this is what I'm curious about because the reason I ask if it's about Burrow is because, yeah. yeah, in the past we've been able to blame the O-line, but yeah. Burrow took as many sacks as Tannehill did. Yeah. And Ryan, we can't blame Ryan Tannehill's O-line. I mean, because we can. Derrick Henry was still, yeah, well, Derrick Henry was still able to put up 120. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I genuinely don't know what it is. I... I I don't know if it's the level of defenses in the league stepping up, especially in the pass rush game. Um, or is it they Burrow's... just get to the Bengals and go, oh, defense is actually going to play well to this week. Maybe, maybe. But, um, yeah, I, d- I don't know exactly what the issue is here. Mm. Uh, because, I, yeah, 27 points is mm, quite a bit, but it's not. You've had seventy points scored against you. Yeah, I'd say that's kind of average. I'd say between twenty and thirty points. I'd say that's an average uh, defense. But then the offense also has to put up that same amount of points. Yeah. So it, it's definitely something on the offensive front. Mm-hmm. It's not the fact that. The defense are letting too many points past them. Yeah. Because otherwise it would have been, you know, 26 27. Yeah. Then yeah. we could blame the defense. But it's not. There's just clearly something on the offense that's not working at all. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on as the Las Vegas Char- uh, Raiders go to the LA Chargers uh, to take on, you know, the, let's say, Aiden O'Connell is the quarterback for the Raiders at this point, uh, with Jimmy G out concussed, um, and it's not that the Raiders looked bad, it's just that the Raiders aren't, at the moment, built to do anything successful without all of their starters, in my opinion, um, the Chargers with Justin Herbert having one of their rougher games 
Um, yeah, so this is the one that obviously I, I wasn't watching live, yeah. but you text me, and I, I didn't see the text until I woke up the next day, yeah. but saying, what the fuck is up with the charges imploding? Uh, yeah, um, it and was, then I, saw it, I think the I was exact like, the text was mean? like, if the, could the charges stop imploding for five fucking minutes, or something along that lines. Because yeah. basically, I looked back at it, and what had happened was, because I said I think they'd been intercepted or something like that, Brandon Staley had gone for it on fourth and one, but was deep in Chargers territory. Um, so they turned the ball over at the Chargers 34-yard line. The Raiders then went for 31 yards and almost got a touchdown to uh, to Myers, but it was intercepted by Asante Samuel. Um, so at the death of the game, pretty much, there was, I think, like three minutes left on the clock. They almost hand the ball back to the Raiders in plus territory sort of thing, and they almost get the game-tying touchdown, but because Aidan O'Connell is not you know, Jimmy G, he throws an interception instead of a touchdown um, to seal the game up. So at that point when I text you, I was a few beers in, let's say that, um, and just going, why the fuck can can the Chargers just win a game comfortably for once? <laughs> right, yeah, I understand from that. Yeah. Assessment, but I will say, Chargers defense, mm. Khalil Mack. Oh yes, dude has gone to joint first sack leader for the year in one game. Yeah, six sacks in a single game. Yeah, I don't know what the record is for the most sacks in a single game by a single person, but I know he got the franchise record. And I know this is the second time that he's done that at a franchise. Wow. Um, apparently he used to play for the Raiders. Um, so I don't know if I don't know if he did it there. I know he played for the Bears, Cleo Mac. I know I know he played for the Bears because that's where he came from. Yeah. Before yeah. but I, I think <laughs> when I was watching the um, highlights. Hmm. It said something like it was a revenge game or something like okay. that. Okay. Um, as if he was there before. Uh, yeah, so 2014 to 17, he was at the Oakland Raiders. Okay. And then 18 to 21, he was at the Bears. Yeah. Yeah. From what so, I'm seeing, he got 15 sacks for the Raiders in 2015. Yep. That's yeah, incredible. incredible. First year was four sacks, then 15, 11, 10.5, 12.5, 8.5, 9, 6, 8. And then we're only, you know, in week four, and he's already got six sacks. Yeah. But what, what would he... It'd be projected at like what twenty four plus sacks, if he was to keep that up six yeah. sacks across four games. Yeah. Insanity. Yeah. Great uh, defensive pickup if. Definitely. Joey yeah. Bosa could stay fucking healthy for a full game. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but 
will say they've got a rookie on their team who I can't pronounce the last name of. Okay. Um, but his first name is Tuli. Is it Tuli Tui Pelotu? That sounds right. Um, didn't have a great game this game. Put up some okay numbers. But past few games, he's been absolutely destroying defensively. Mm. It seems like when him and Khalil Mack or him and Joey Bosa like team up, they wreck. Yeah. So when all three of them are on the pitch, it's, you know, wrecking ball time. There you go. There you go. <coughs> um, <coughs> Raiders defense. Still got two sacks. Yeah. But, so, yeah. Herbert... I feel is an okay mobile guy. I think I would rate him on the mobile escape scale of maybe being online with Joe Burrow. Okay. Like a healthy Joe Burrow, but I don't see him on the I don't see him on the same level as like Mahomes no. or Jalen Hurts. No, um, he. I definitely agree with you. He did do he, a couple of scrambles in this game, and, yeah, and he they danced around some defenders. Slow. Yeah. Uh, like I don't know what what was in the defenders' minds this game. It, it, like they they must have thought they saw somebody else at QB and it's like, yeah. oh god, they can sidestep me, so I'll slow down, and then that <laughs> lets him sidestep me. Yeah. It was yeah, it was very weird, and uh, I think one time he might have done it to Max Crosby as well, which I would not expect to happen at all. Yeah, him and Max Crosby have got some history. Um... Because they were talking, um, and in this game, uh, Justin Herbert injured his middle finger uh, on Max Crosby's visor. Um, so they, they they got some beef, but there was constant conversations, especially after the uh, late hit out of bounds that actually disqualified Patrick. Uh, is it Patrick? I can't remember, but it's like Tillery um, from the game. There was discussions between him and Crosby about a few bits and pieces, and it looked like it was getting heated. Right. Yeah, I mean they are in you know the same division, so they are yeah. see each other quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't know there was like some bad blood there or anything like that. But I think Max Crosby is one of those players that gets under QB skins because I can't remember which show it's. I'm assuming it's that quarterback on Netflix. You yeah. watched it where he's getting under. Yeah. Mahomes' skin. Yeah. I, I think he's just one of those players that does that regardless of yeah, yeah, yeah. how he actually feels about them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I completely forgot about that late hit, man. Yeah. That was that, that was, was brutal. dirty as fuck. Yeah. It was kind of funny how he just sort of like what, like did it and then just started walking away as yeah, if... Yeah, as, if, as if he knew what he was what was about to happen. Hmm. Yeah. And just yeah. a sea of, <laughs> uh, like, sky blue and yellow. Yeah, I mean, how him. how he the walked out The entire bench that got up. <laughs> yeah. How he walked out of that huddle, I do not know. But, um, yeah, like, like you say, this, this team... Should have bigger scoreline yeah. differences, uh, but somehow have you figured out what's going wrong yet? Or no? Would you no. put it down to the coaching or the play calling? Because I I, I definitely 
yeah, I definitely would put it down to Staley needs to go for fourth down less. Um, and, I, you know, I love a good aggressive coach. I love a, a coach that's like, no, we are going to win this game on our own morals, our own laurels sort of thing. But in deep, in your own half, going for fourth down, when you've not got a track record of really winning those kind of calls, it just makes the game so unnecessarily tight. And you just get away with it, like, just because, you know, I say, Asante Samuel intercepted what should have been the, you know, the, the game-tying touchdown. And that will kind of give Brandon Staley a bit of confidence to go and do it again next week, and the week after, and the week after that, because he's gotten away with it. And I think there's, I say, there needs to be that kind of reining in um, of that kind of that kind of strategy. I genuinely thought bringing in Keelan Moore would actually bring this offense up to a new level. And I'm starting to wonder whether Keelan Moore is being kind of hampered by Brandon Staley. So I think if we have these sort of results on a very consistent basis, all those games where, you know, they're winning, they're winning, they're winning, and then they lose by three points, I can see Brandon Staley being taken out of the job. Yeah, unless you've got anything else to say um, about either of these two teams, I think we'll move on. Uh, no, I mean, I think the only one thing I would note from the actual game is uh, Kevin O'Connell, you know, the head coach of the Vikings. Yeah. And the Chargers uh, head coach. Uh, was it last week that they played each other? Yes. Week three. Um, I don't know why this is, came into my mind now, because it wasn't that week. I must have forgot so about it but it's just reminded me speaking about the head coach the mm-hmm. fact that when they were on the sidelines wearing their uniforms and whatever I kept looking at the screen and alright one's got a kind of bigger jawline than the other and I went I, my, my brain was instantly going like that's just the same person wearing the other team's kit he keeps swapping sidelines Brandon Staley and Kevin O'Connell you say yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll have a look at it afterwards, but yeah, it was it was really weird, because I was thinking, oh, is it the Raiders coach, but it's Mike McDaniels, or what is he, what's his last name, the Raiders coach? Oh, Mike McDaniels. Yeah, that's it. Um, they look nothing alike. No, Mike McDaniels <laughs> is the... Um... Dolphins head coach. Josh McDaniels. That's it. Um, but yeah, uh, who are we moving on to next? Uh, moving on next, we're going to talk about the New England Patriots as they go to Dallas uh, to take on the Cowboys. And once again, we have another team that scores three points in the first quarter and then gets the shit kicked out of them for the rest of the game. Um, Cowboys won this 38-3. And I think what annoys me most about this game is that the Cowboys cannot seem to be consistent enough. They could genuinely be one of the top contenders for the Super Bowl, but they just cannot string together enough games of looking good 
to actually then go, right, we are a good team. Yeah, I completely get what you mean, because this is one of them where even though they won this and kept the other team to three, yeah, and almost got 40 points themselves, I genuinely like saw the highlights of this and was like, not impressed by the cow- no. cowboy side. No, which is really weird. Because if you if you end in with that scoreline, you should have been doing something impressive. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. Like, okay, yeah, they they won against the Patriots. Mm. So what? Yeah, next week they're against the Forty ers They ain't fucking winning. No, that. God, no, not in the slightest. Um, the only thing that does impress me about this this Cowboys team is how many people fucking rush the ball. Tony Pollard had 11 carries. Cavonte Turpin had one. C.D. Lamb had one. Rico Dowell had three. Deuce Vaughn had eight. Hunter Lipke had two. Dak Prescott rushed it once. And Cooper Rush rushed it three to, uh, three times. But I think his three technically rushes are the kneel downs. So, yeah. I d- oh, it is like minus three for minus three. Uh, his his minus three for minus two. Me. Okay. So, yeah, Cooper. Yeah, so end of the game, uh, they get a first down pass uh, to Tolbert, and then the last rush for no game. Uh, Cooper rush kneels down. Cooper rush kneels down. Cooper rush kneels down. So, yeah, not good. Not good. Um, I will say though this. Um this game has uh, made me, you know, put Tony Pollard into the front of my mind of trading fantasy-wise. Okay. Because he seems to either not be producing the way he was producing yep. last year, or they're just spreading the ball out so much he doesn't yep. even get the chance. It's a, it's a difficult one. Because at the end of the day, he, he should be their main rusher. Um, but his production, as I say, like we we talked about Najee Harris sort of thing in terms of the average yardage. Tony Pollard's average yards for this game was about four point three yards per carry. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of similar to what we said about Najee Harris, but the production is just so low compared to what it should be. We just cannot understand why. Um, yeah. you know, you I mean, we my said, thoughts, yeah. oh, sorry, I was, I was going to say my thoughts towards it is, say, like, I look at the Falcons team who are, some, like, aiming for specialising in the run. Yeah. Pollard is that B. John Robinson type of running back, whereas Ezekiel Elliott used to be that type of Algier yeah. running back. Yeah. And they don't seem to have that type of Jamal Williams power through the middle. Mm smash through the defensive line yeah. even if there's no hole yeah. type running back so maybe that's where their floor is they don't have the one that balances with the other yeah. they've just got the faster paced one that if you're in a certain situation they can't get through the middle so they have to bounce off the outside that means he has to go back yards to then get, go back up to try and get yards by the time he's bounced and probably come round you've shut it down so he's not getting as many yards as he should be doing. Yeah. So then he ends up more in the receiving game, so his rushing yards aren't going to be high. Yeah. Yeah. 
<clears throat> so that's how I see him yeah. being used as a running back, really. That's fair. That's fair. Um, let's talk about the Patriots for a bit. Um, they were terrible. Um, Matt Jones go injured this game? No, he just got taken out. Literally just, just, take, just out. got taken out of the game. No, there didn't appear to be an injury. It was just like, oh, by the way, it's Bailey Zappi's now in the game. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, 150 yards, zero touchdowns, 12-21, two interceptions. Yeah. Sacked once. Not great. No, no. And that's that's another thing. How is this Dallas defense doing this, you know, keeping the, the Patriots to three points, but they only sacked twice? Dallas yeah. allowed more sacks than they sacked. Yeah, that's uh, quite a travesty. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, yeah, I don't at all. Especially with fucking yeah, Mika um, Parsons. Mika Parsons on yeah. their side. Yeah. Jeez, yeah, yeah. I honestly so don't dumb. Know. But I guess you know. I was gonna say it was only thirty attempts in the passing games mm. overall, but that's quite average to high for yeah. you know passing attempts. So yeah, I don't have a fucking clue. Kind of stumped me there, you know. Yeah, I've, I've I've got nothing. I've genuinely got nothing for why this Patriots team was so shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, with that conundrum out of the way, uh, let's move on as the Arizona Cardinals go to the San Francisco 49ers. Um, and I think pretty much everybody expected the 49ers to win. Um, but i got to say, and I say, I, I, even though they they got half the points that the 49ers did, I actually think this might have been one of the better Arizona Cardinals game because they just looked quite complete um, as, as, a, as a package in... Their offense, their defense got some hits as well, so it wasn't all terrible for them. Um, but the trouble is, you're facing one of the most complete teams in the NFL right now. It's just hard um, to actually find a way to break them down. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, like After we've just spoke about the game that we spoke about... Yeah. Like we've said that Cowboys don't stand a chance up against the yeah. 49ers. These Cardinals team that we thought going into this year had, have, have nothing, yeah. aren't going to do anything to anyone, they are putting up a fight, man. Oh, good, yeah. Like, they're rushing them. All right, Joshua Dobbs has pretty much got half of them himself scrambling. Yeah. But even then, I would expect this, this defence... This to be the one that doesn't allow that. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> I agree with you. I agree with you. And this is the thing. You know, I, I if you if it comes out in like five or six years' time that Dan Campbell was somehow also coaching the Arizona Cardinals for this stint, I would not be <laughs> surprised. 
because they have just gone in to some games with an underdog mentality. And as I say, sure, they haven't won a lot of games. They're currently one and three, yeah? But they're one and three in fashion. They are not laying down like, you know, the Browns did without Deshaun Watson. They haven't got their main guy. They haven't got Kyler Murray. But they are determined to look like a decent football team. And I'm here for it. Yeah, definitely. Um, like it, it's one of them where, like, I'm looking at the difference between the numbers, like receiving wise. Ayuk was obviously the 49ers standout receiver, yeah. whereas Arizona was splitting the ball quite, you know, nicely. Mm-hmm. Zach Ertz, Michael Wilson, Marquise Brown, yeah, all you know, fifty and above. Yeah. Um, Spreading out quite nicely. The only, yeah. I think the only fucking difference is San Francisco 49ers have fucking Christian McCaffrey. CMC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. seems to be the only difference. Yeah, good job. got four touchdowns this game, yeah. three rushing, one receiving. Dude had a cut a overall 177 all purpose yards. He was insane. Yeah. He is like yeah. I, th- I think we said this the last yeah. on the fucking preview episode yeah. for We Five. That the dude's just a cheat code. Yeah. It's like for clicking like what playing Madden in what two thousand and one something like that. Yeah. Um, Michael Vick at quarterback. Yeah. Just spin my move every and juke everybody yeah. every yeah. time. Um, Not ridiculous. to take it away from Brock Purdy, he still went. 20 attempts, 20 completions of 21 attempts for 283 yards uh, and a touchdown sort of thing. So you've got to give credit to Purdy for being able to do that. Um, and I'll say going from Mr. Irrelevant to really, let's face it, in games that he has finished, being undefeated. Yeah, so undefeated and that one... Uh, incompletion. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, was literally because the ball got knocked out of yeah. his hands. Yeah, and it was one of those chats of, "Oh, was it an incompletion or a fumble yeah. type thing?" Yeah, and it ended up being an incompletion. So yeah. technically, out of balls he actually threw, hundred percent completion rate. Yeah, there you go. Yep, amazing. Yeah, he like. Oh man, he's he's so he's so good. Mm-hmm. For such a young player as well, but I guess, you know, when you come in, this this is sort of like the difference of Bryce Young going to the Panthers. Yeah. And Bryce Young coming to a complete team with every everything else built up, and they're just like, oh, we just need that little bit filling in right there. There we go. My The only thing I'll say against that is when Trey Lance came into the team, he just couldn't get anything going. Jimmy G comes into the team, they look better. Brock Purdy comes into the team, and then they're this. So I don't think, I don't think it's a case where 49ers, you can slot anybody in the league into this team, and they will go unbeaten. I do think Brock Purdy is a very good quarterback that fell way too far, uh, potentially, you know, because he was he didn't play enough in college or didn't look good enough in college, but. He is a good quarterback that was just waiting for the right system, and he's found it with the 49ers. Oh, yeah. Like, 
I don't mean anybody could slot in. I just yeah. meant more like if you go into a team that's you know mm. already built up, you are going to do better. Oh, good, yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't think I, I, right. There is no way in hell that I think Bryce Young could have joined this team the way Brock Purdy could have done and then gone fourteen game. I think he's on a fourteen winning streak for games that he started and finished. Purdy. Yeah, that sounds um, about right. You, yeah, I don't think Young could do that. No, no. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Right, unless you've got anything more to say, we'll move on to our Sunday night game. No, um, more exciting than the fucking Cowboys that we'll ever play. True, 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 true. All right, our Sunday night game was between the Kansas City Chiefs at the New York Jets. Uh, and this was the game of love um, as Taylor Swift joins to cheer on Travis Kelsey. And, of course, Zach Wilson looks up in the stand and sees the beautiful Donna Kelsey and goes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm playing for well. you. I'm playing for you. And to be fair, he did play quite well in the middle of this game. Did play really well. Really took it to the, the Chiefs, forcing the Chiefs to react. Um, there was a lot of to and fro between these two teams. And quite honestly, I am not sure... That the Jets will ever play this good again. Yeah, it's a shit thing to say, really, but yeah, it yeah, it, it does seem like this was like a a high point point, and it's possibly downhill from here. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's you know going to dramatically go downhill, but this is like their peak. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the the major thing with this that everybody's complaining about is Sauce Gardner got called for holding. Yeah. I, I well, obviously I didn't watch the game live. I've only been able to watch highlights and stuff. Yeah. I don't know exactly what happened and what the situation was. I just know there was a flag and it was right near the end of the game and obviously Jets fans are complaining about it. Because apparently it could have turned the game to yeah. them. But because it's the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, the refs swing their way like they used to do for Brady. Yeah. Type of thing. So I, uh, if, if, if you could maybe enlighten me if you know anymore. The trouble is I didn't watch this game either. Um, I was uh, I was, I was, was tucked up in bed at this point. I wanted <laughs> to stay up and, and watch this game because obviously I'd just come back from London. I'd booked off Monday morning. Um, but yeah, I was shattered. I, I put the game on and immediately fell asleep. Um, I watched the highlights and it wasn't properly covered in the highlights that I watched. Um, so I got as much information as you did from just fan outrage, um, and memes. So I'm really not a hundred percent sure what happened. Um, so I say, I, if if anybody can find the clips and whatnot in in and post them on social media and whatnot, we'll then just kind of retweet with our opinions or reshare it on uh, on the Instagram story with our opinions. But I've got nothing, uh, unfortunately, yeah. man. As as far as I'm aware, it was a, a holding call that either stopped an interception or made them go. Like stop a turnover, so I, I don't know if like yep. the Chiefs run fourth down or something like that. So if it was an incompletion, they would have turned over and the Jets would have had a chance to 
uh, either win or take it into overtime. I don't know if it was something like that. But, um, yeah, they were complaining about that. I mean, for the calibre of team that the Chiefs are, I feel like that they should have had a bigger scoreline. Um, yeah. Regardless of how well the Jets play. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. I think... Um... I say, if the Chiefs are getting to the Super Bowl, they need to be putting games like these to bed. Um, and they definitely cannot have, you know, put 17 points up in the first quarter and then only put six points up in total over the next three. That's not a winning formula. Um, so, yeah, I'm really not sure where I see this, this team going. Obviously, I think they're they're Super Bowl caliber, and every team you know has a mid for mid season dip or start of the season dip sort of thing. So I'm fully here for the idea that good teams will find a way to win these sort of games. Um, but on the flip side of that, I think bad teams will find a way to lose these sort of games. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Alrighty then, um, and we're going to move on to our final game of week four, um, and it is by far one of the more disappointing games as well, uh, as the Seahawks go to New York and win 24-3, to and I've actually done some, uh, some maths on this, yeah? Mm-hmm. So, in this game, Daniel Jones was sacked 11 times, okay? Yeah. The most important thing to do in this game is that if Geno Smith and the offense had have punted every single offensive possession, the Seahawks still would have won this game because of a Witherspoon inter- uh, interception for uh, a touchdown. No, oh, a pick six. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, so basically you're alluding to... Uh the offense of the Seahawks had to do nothing. They genuinely... And they would have done, still won it. If the Seahawks have literally come on the field, gone three and out every single play, the Seahawks would have still won this game six to three. That's how <laughs> irrelevant the Seahawks offense was. I'm glad they didn't. Because, you know, Geno Smith went 13 of 20 for 110 yards, a touchdown. Pretty piss poor stats. Kenneth Walker, 17 carries for 79 yards and a touchdown. Pretty okay stats. I would have liked more out of him, considering where he's elevated the play to sort of thing. Um, Yeah, but the amount amount of points that the Seahawks put up... I'm pretty sure it's more down to Giants just had the ball more, so they didn't have oh, time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, yeah, Daniel Jones got sacked 11 times. Yeah, so this is what we were alluding to at the start of the episode. Yeah. 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 This, this was so poor. This was so poor. Witherspoon had one of the defensive play games of his life. Not only did he get that interception for a touchdown, he also sacked Daniel Jones twice. Five tackles, one assisted, two tackles for losses. I mean, 
Who let the Seahawks have this guy? Who did it? Who do, <laughs> who do I need to hate? To be fair, wasn't Witherspoon taken after Gonzalez? Yeah. Cornerback-wise, so they would have ended up with a great cornerback either way. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, fucking hell. New York Giants, man. Yeah, what is this they, fucking uh... team? They can't score points in their first game. They get, you know, fucking a, a lucky win, so to speak, and then they just get run over again. So I, I don't, I don't understand this fucking Giants team. And they got the fucking Dolphins next week. So they're about yeah, to... Yeah, and then they've they're got probably the got, the week after. They're probably going to get, like, absolutely fucking wrecked by the Dolphins. The Dolphins are going to find some offensive form, uh, refined offensive form, should I say, and probably put up 75 points, and the Giants will be lucky to put up a, t- uh, a field goal. And then the Bills are going to come to town and absolutely destroy their fucking arseholes. Or... In true New York fuck you style, they're going to win that game like 31 to 20. And we'll all go, what the fuck are the New York Giants? Sick and tired of the New York Giants. I mean, it is one of them. Like, last season, they weren't exactly, you know, amazing. Saquon Bartley came in. Yeah. They did a lot better. Yeah. Saquon Bartley's gone out. They're not doing great again. Nope. They need that. Uh, they 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 seem to be a team that needs that all-star running back in position. Yeah. Otherwise, their offensive scheme just does not line up correctly at all. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. And, I think uh, also, I think this may be the game that really seals Daniel Jones's career as a um, a backup from next year onwards. With the amount of money that they paid him in the off season, oh, I don't mate. think so. They'll 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 do so they'll trade him away because yeah. there is no way that this guy yeah get you know unless he has unless he finds some kind of really good form over the next five or six games and actually proves he's consistent I would be very shocked if he saw out the season as the starter yeah I mean. He's got two games now against two amazing teams to prove mm. that he can do something at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know why it's just reminded, but I keep seeing, uh, weirdly this week, not the week that they actually played, to play the 49ers the week mm-hmm. before. Yep. <laughs> Have you seen the clip of him lining up against the defense and it's zooming in on his face? The absolute... No. Fear he has in his eyes. Oh my lord! It's amazing. You'll have to find that and send that to me. Yeah, if I come across it again, I'll, I'll send it straight nice to you. One. But it's literally one of them. Like, it looks down at the ball, then looks it up at the defense, and you know where, he, like, you see them scan it. Yeah. And it's just as if, like, you see his face start to drop. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. No, I want to see that. Um. But yeah, that that was our last game of week four. Um, so we went out with a bang. Um, yeah, I there's still a lot of chaos left in this uh, 
this season that's yet to be rooted out. Yeah. Um, there wasn't as much of it this game, uh, this week, sorry, but there's still a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How many teams went one, two, three, four, five, six? So six teams overall that went touchdownless, I think. Uh, that seven. sounds right. Um, Christ. So, what, let, so yeah, let's say almost a quarter um, of the entire NFL went without a touchdown in week four. Four, five, six. I've got, I've got six. So yeah, Browns, Bengals. Yep. Saints. Saints. Uh, Steelers. Steelers, Patriots, Patriots, and Giants. Giants, yeah. 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 And That's even embarrassing. then, I, really, I, I kind of really want to include Atlanta because they did so shit, but they did, they got a touchdown. They just yeah. didn't get any fucking field goals this week. It was the yeah. opposite of the other week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, that is it for another episode of the Brick Cave Blitz. Uh, Smith, what have we got to look forward to coming up next week? Um, so, week five is coming ahead. Mm-hmm. The Inside Zone guys are um, looking at the Dallas Cowboys and 49ers game. Lovely. I can't remember who's at, at where. I think it's Cowboys at 49ers. I think it is as well. Um, sure. But um, yes, they are looking at that. Uh, if you want to refresh yourself on what games they are playing, there is a schedule out. There is also a, a post gone out that has a few weeks that have been updated to different games, such as week five. Yep. Week five has been changed, and I think week seven has been changed as well. Yeah. Uh Twitter hasn't been updated for that just yet. I have neglected to post that because I've only just seen that you actually sent me over the graphics. Um, so that Twitter post will be going out probably tonight. Um, but yeah, thank you for that, Smith. Uh, and as I say, we got regularly scheduled Brick Cave content. Um, sorry, Brick Cave Blitz content uh, as our review and preview episodes for next week will come out as scheduled. Um, I've been your host as usual, the unusual Greg, unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram. He has been Smith, which is at DRS underscore nine nine four on Instagram and Instagram only. Don't forget to follow the podcast at Brick Cave Blitz on Twitter, on Instagram. Yes, I'm still calling it Twitter um, because I'm not going to call it X because it's so dumb. I don't just can't be asked. Um, for myself, it's a go pack go. Brick Cave Blitz.